Okay, ready? Five seconds before the performance. Welcome to Theatre First with Alex First. The story and staging remain just as utterly absorbing and as intoxicating in the new one-part Harry Potter and the Cursed Child as when it was divided into two. All the key magic components, and I assure you they are extraordinary, have been retained. The stage show moves along at a cracking pace as Harry's son Albus and the latter's best friend Scorpius Malfoy are taken on a wild ride, during which the shadow of Voldemort looms large. The pair is in a desperate struggle to right a wrong, which has the whole wizarding world on a knife edge. The script is a cracker, the story arc hasn't changed, and its execution is exemplary. It transports you deep into the wondrous vision of J.K. Rowling et al., The story starts 19 years after the events of the 2007 novel Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. You can readily follow the narrative even with only a passing knowledge of the Potter universe. Mind you, I dare say the greater your understanding of the books and movies, the more you'll appreciate what is on offer. The special effects are a highlight of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and there are so many, including ghostly apparitions, secret panels, and surprises in the body of the theatre. That's not to overlook the impressive way the creatives have orchestrated time travel, where you swear the set is shaking, enhanced by tremor-like sound. That, the sound, and mood lighting undoubtedly elevate the spectacle. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is magnificently choreographed. There's a great deal going on all the time, so a lot can go wrong. But the performers are so well practised and drilled that they make everything look natural and effortless. Props, especially a couple of flights of heavy-set stairs, are wheeled in and out in seconds. Characters, and on occasion their suitcases, intersect fluidly and frequently. No awkwardness, no collisions, no missing cues. The costuming, especially the dark, elegant attire and black flowing capes of the evildoers, add to the aura of dread that permeates the story arc. Inventive set designs transport us to the Potterverse with ease. The cast, particularly those doing the heavy lifting, deserve universal praise and acclamation. Among the standout performers are those gifted some of the showiest roles. I was impressed by the nuanced, self-deprecating performance of Nick's Calder as Scorpius Malfoy. Lachlan Woods makes an immediate impact as his father, the no-nonsense Draco, carrying a stern visage throughout. Ben Walter deftly navigates the story arc as Albus Potter, as does Gareth Reeves, who excels as the less-than-perfect Harry Potter. Also impactful is David Ross Patterson as the severe Hogwarts potions professor Severus Snape when he first appears opposite Scorpius Malfoy. To much mirth, Jessica Vickers gives Moaning Myrtle a good working over in her limited time on stage and makes it count. To be fair, I should be reeling off the names of all 30 actors on stage, for they do dazzle. In short, Harry Potter has lost none of its clout or cachet. Rather, the play promises to go on and on and capture even more fans. It has the words must-see stamped all over it for very good reason. It's a great show, brilliantly written by Jack Thorne from a story by J.K. Rowling, Thorne and John Tiffany, skillfully orchestrated and masterfully directed by Tiffany. 
Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is on at the Princess Theatre. You've been listening to Theatre First with Alex First. Available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio or your favourite podcast player. You can also stream on demand at Bytes.com. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.